all the way from Kaitaia to the city, Whangarei, Rotorua, and of course, Sydney. Could you all stand with me wherever you are, whichever campus you're in, please stand right now. Thank you. What I want you to do is join with one other person. Just pray for them that God will powerfully impact them by His Holy Spirit and by the message this morning. I'm going to give you about one minute to do that. Please just join with someone else. And let's do that quickly. All across campuses, don't be shy. This is your time. This is your moment. Believe God together. Stay for about 10 minutes and then go roughly, yeah. Fifteen more seconds. Okay, stay standing for a moment longer. Would you all stay with me across campuses? I just want you to. I want us to say, "Holy Spirit, come." You ready for that? Let's just say it three times together, shall we, as a prayer from our hearts. Maybe lift your hands if you're comfortable to do that, but a sincere prayer campuses from the bottom of your heart because more than anything else, we need the Holy Spirit. You ready for this? Okay, let's do this. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. And Holy Spirit, I do pray that you would come. You are welcome in Church Unlimited, and in every campus. I pray that there will not be one person under the sound of my voice that will not experience the touch of the Holy Spirit this morning, today, before the end of the service. We ask in Jesus' name. Everyone said? Grab a seat, please. That great preacher, D.L. Moody, standing before an audience one day, and he held up this empty glass. Well, actually, it wasn't this one. But he held up the empty glass, and he said, uh, how can I get all the air out of this glass? And one man shouted from the audience. He said, suck it out with a pump. And Moody said, well, that would create a vacuum and would shatter the glass. She asked all these other people, and there was a number of suggestions from the audience. And finally, Moody, with a smile, grabbed this a jug of water, and he filled up the glass. To overflowing. And then he said, there, all the air is out of the glass. Then he went on to say this. He said, victory in the Christian life is not accomplished by sucking out a sin here and there, but it's by being filled with the Holy Spirit.
He went on to say, you might as well try to see without eyes, hear without ears, breathe without lungs, as try and live the Christian life without the Holy Spirit power. Recently, I was reminded of Zechariah 4 verse 6, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. I've preached it so many times. But this time when I read it, it's like the Holy Spirit said, Tuck, do you understand that Holy Spirit, without Him, you actually can do nothing? Nothing of real worth. In any area of your life, you can do nothing. And I thought, like, really? That's a bit steep, isn't it? Immediately, John 15 came to mind. Without Him, you can do Wow. I think our biggest problem as Christians is we're trying to do this without the power of the Holy Spirit. We kind of acknowledge Him. We say, yeah, we need you. We need you, blah, blah, blah. But then we go about doing it all pretty much in our own strength. But it's impossible, friends. And my message today is the Holy Spirit is available to help you in every area of your life. He's ready to help you at school for the young ones here, university. He's ready to help you in the workplace. He's ready to help you at university. Ready to help you in the home, in your church life, wherever it is. He's willing to help you. He's ready to help you. And if you'll embrace His help and ask for His help, you'll find it will transform your life. You see, you'll never be the incredible person God's called you to be without actively engaging the help of the Holy Spirit. You, you just can't do it in yourself. And some people go to the grave never fulfilling their potential because they try to fulfill it in their own energy, in their own ability, in their own strength. I've discovered this. When you truly engage the Holy Spirit, you get the X factor. You accomplish beyond your ability, beyond your gifts. You do things that leave people astounded and amazed. Do you know why? Because it's no longer you doing it anymore. It's you and God together doing it. And how many of you would reckon if God was helping you do what you're trying to do, it would make a difference. It will make an exponential difference, friends. And so I want you to say in your heart right now, or you can say it out loud if you want, just say, Holy Spirit, I invite your help. Come on, just say it. Because this is the key to it, is you just got to keep talking to Him all the time. And it's a prayer He's going to hear, and I believe it's a prayer that He is going to answer. John 16, 7, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it's to your advantage I go away. If I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I'll send him to you. We know Jesus came, went back to heaven. The Holy Spirit came, but he's still here. And he's called the helper. That's his name. Everyone say helper. Can I ask you a question? How many of you need some help in an area of your life? Any area? Guess what? Guess what? There's a helper. There's a helper. The problem is you're trying to do it without his help. 
Have you got a personal struggle right now? Life's too hard? An addiction? You're depressed? Life's not worth living? You have a relationship issue? There's help available. Supernatural help available to you. My message is don't try and do it on your own. We have a generation in search of answers. We have a generation struggling with the battles of life. Quite frankly, every generation. But I have the answer. The answer is a person. The Holy Spirit. You see, you were never created to do this life on earth on your own. Whether you're... Seven or 700, well, not 707, but 77. doesn't matter. Young ones, old ones, listen. You can't do this. You just can't do it. It's too hard. In fact, I'm going to go further. The way God created you, He didn't give you the ability to do it without Him. He just didn't give you that ability. So the greatest thing we can do, friends, for people around us is introduce them to the helper, the Holy Spirit. And that's what's going to make the difference in people's lives. Stay with me, Gareth, because I'm enjoying that. Why don't you just say, Holy Spirit, help me. Whatever it is, that issue, just name it right now across campuses. Just say, Jesus, this is my issue right now. Then say, Holy Spirit, help me. Now you're talking about the most powerful person in the universe, the third person of the Trinity. If anyone's got help available, if anyone's got power (laughs) to help you, It's the Holy Spirit. Friends, this is a game breaker. This is a game changer. You don't have to keep on struggling in your own strength, your own ability. Because you can't do it, you won't do it. You will fail every time. Well, occasionally you might succeed. But there's tremendous help available to you. And the good news is that the Holy Spirit presence is increasing in this place. How many of you feel it right now? Yeah, he's here. He's here. If you don't feel it, that's all right. He's still here. It's going to increase more and more. And you know why he's going to increase more and more? We're starting to welcome him. If you will do that in your life, he will increase more and more. As you know, we've mentioned already across campuses, recent three camps, youth camps, every case God turned up and young people were impacted by the Spirit of God. The Limitless Camp, the Young Adults Camp, then the Impact Camp. You're talking from age 11 to roughly 35 or whatever. Our people are beginning to 
experience more of the reality of God. And friends, that's the bottom line. See, without reality, it's religion. Religion's dead, and it won't hold people for long. But reality, wow, it captures people. It arrests people. It, yeah, it's just creates this desire within that is amazing. I was listening to some testimonies recently just to tell you what's happening. This couple said, I talked to them personally, and they said, you know, recently when we pray at home, they're probably in their late 20s, I'm not sure how old they are. So when we pray at home as a couple, they said the Holy Spirit's just been turning up in a way they've never experienced before. And they said it's so strong. They said we can't even ask for anything. It's when you know the Holy Spirit's turned up because you're just engaged with His presence. Another couple was saying, not long ago, they were just praying away. You know, I don't know how long they normally pray. And then they said they, they just checked the time. And they couldn't believe that an hour and 40 minutes had passed. You can't do that without the Holy Spirit. He's starting to show friends. I was talking to another person in our church, sitting in my office talking to me. And they said, oh, you know, God's just right now so apprehending their lives. And I love this kind of discipline. They just said, we're just finding ourselves just giving so much more generously. And I thought, that's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and then they said, they said to me, it's almost like he's, me and my wife, he said, it's almost like our approach now is God, whatever it takes. I thought, wow. This is what pastors dream about hearing. Do you know the, what I believe is the main role of the Holy Spirit, what he's doing all the time? I learned this during my encounters with God, 93.45. It's this. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. See, we, we, every one of us wants to be under the Lordship of Christ. We all want to be more surrendered. But you actually can't do it without the help of the Holy Spirit. His main task, I believe, one of his main tasks is to bring us to greater and greater surrender to himself. You might think, oh, is that all? Remember, surrender is the gateway to God. And the thing you want more than anything else is more of God. You may not know that's what you want, but I'm telling you, I've understood there's this aching chasm in the heart of every man this deep aching chasm and it's deep in the heart of every man and we're searching to fill it we spend our entire life searching to fill it we do one way or another whatever it is we, 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 we'll go here we'll go we'll try this we'll try that's what people because it's, it's just aching I've learned this only God can fill the ache that's in your heart and bring you a sense of peace and joy and victory. Mm. Mm. Talking about help. I think the All Blacks should have asked for some help last night. <laughs> Just saying. And quite frankly, 
Does it really matter? Hey, we like them to win, but gosh, they just forgot the Holy Spirit, that's all. <laughs> I was in Invercargill last week, and uh, spoke in three churches in the morning, like they said. We hear that you speak three times in the morning. And I said, yeah, I do. They said, well, we've got three churches for you to speak at. And I thought, like, what? <laughs> so I said to him, well, look, okay, guys, I'll do it. But once I hit 40, I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> so one church and then a second church. And, I, and then I went to the third church. The third church, I thought, I think I'll just talk about the Holy Spirit because it's, it's kind of the thing at the moment. I started to talk about the Holy Spirit. Honestly, he just came. It's like, wow. And you know, the, the young and old, young people are just mesmerized. Not by me. I'll never mesmerize you. But by the Holy Spirit. You know, it's interesting, eh? When you're preaching... Sometimes it doesn't matter what you're saying. If the Holy Spirit's there, it's people like, like they're just gobsmacked. And it was just a thrill looking over the crowd. You know, I noticed old people and I noticed young ones, probably 14, 15, just captivated. See, I was going to... Um, in Vicargill. I got up in the morning and I thought to myself, I've got eight hours here, traveling, car, plane, getting into my hotel before we're going to do anything much. It's just one of those times where I said, Holy Spirit, looks like it's just you and me. Next eight hours. Let's do this. I can't put it into words, but it was amazing. In the car, on the plane, it was just there. I'd open up this book, it was alive. I'd pray my spirit would be alive. Not the whole time, but it was real. I began to understand, this is what Jesus spoke about when he said that May the communion or the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. I had fellowship with the Holy Spirit. It was terrific. It was terrific. And then something really interesting happened. I don't think I've told anyone this yet. When we went out for a meal that night about 7, 8 o'clock, and you know, when you're with other people in that, it's kind of like you kind of get engaged with people, which you should, and you kind of don't sort of talk too much to the Holy Spirit and that. So we did that. It was great. Had a great music. It was a curry meal that night. and It tasted so good, I'm sure the Holy Spirit was there. Adding to my taste. I mean, it was extraordinary. If you're ever in Invercargill, we'll give you the name of the place. And I got back to my hotel room about uh, 10.30. Now listen to this. If you miss everything else, just listen to this. 
I got back to my room. And it was like the Holy Spirit said, I've been waiting for you. Wow. Guess what? He's waiting for you. All of you. He's waiting for you. He's been called the loneliest person on the planet. Because he's ignored so much. But he's waiting for you. Just welcome him. Invite him. Talk to him. He's ready. He's there. He's in the wings. And he'd just love to spend that time with you. Oh, what's the time? Okay, got a few more minutes. I haven't preached my message today. I'm sorry. It's, uh, it's gone out the window. <coughs> but it's all right. It's all right. Um, in the cargo, that's what I was talking about, wasn't I? Yes. So I did those three messages in the morning. And then at night, we had this uh, 15 churches combined together. There's only about 30 churches in Invercargill. 15 joined together. And uh, they booked this, order, this, this venue, and they packed it out, 650 people. And, um, and uh, I was invited. They said, they, they said, we want you to preach to us, and then we want you to lead us in prayer. It always amazes me that Invercargill would call this Indian from Auckland, you know. <laughs> I'm probably about the only brown person in the place, in the city. But isn't God remarkable? He's no respecter of persons, no respecter of color, no respecter of where you're from, whatever. He just, he can do anything he wants. And so I preach and, uh, you know, all I can say it was just electric. I mean, they, they just embraced it. They prayed. We cried out to God. And it was just a, it was a, one of the lead pastors in that city put on social media afterwards. He said, uh, he said we cannot let this moment in Invercargill pass by. That something significant, in their opinion, had happened in that place. And so, again, it's just the work of the Holy Spirit that is taking place in our midst. A while ago, I felt... I felt... The Holy Spirit say to me, this was not, not recent, this was some time ago, and I felt him say like, something like this. He said, um, <clears throat> I want my church back. I want my church back. This is my church. It's my, and the Holy Spirit birthed the church, day of Pentecost. He said, I want my church back. In other words, I want to be the one in charge. I want to be the one calling the shots. I want to be the, the presence that is desired and wanted the most. And so we're on a journey of giving Church Unlimited back to the Holy Spirit and saying, Holy Spirit, we've had our go. We're going to give you a chance now. We haven't been able to do too much, but we reckon with you in charge, and we've been doing this for a while, but more so now in this next season, we reckon, Holy Spirit, with you in charge, some amazing things are going to start to happen in this place. How many of you are keen for the Holy Spirit to have his church back? 
You know, it's often been said, and I read it in books, they say, you know, if you have a service, if the Holy Spirit never turned up, how many people would know? And how much would change if he didn't turn up? It's a challenging question, isn't it? But we're inviting him more and more, and he's going to come increasingly into our midst. Because without him, we have a form of godliness and no power. So I'm contending for the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm on journey now, to be fully restored to his church. To be fully restored to his church. To come like never before. There needs to come a passionate cry, friends, from the depths of our being. Because without a significant increase of the Holy Spirit, as in the day of Pentecost, uh, friends, uh, nothing much is going to happen. The church will continue to be sidelined in society. And we desperately need a move of the Holy Spirit, a move of God. We need a move. Campuses, we need a move. We need a move of God like never before, because, uh, you know, as that passionate cry comes, as a move of God comes, uh, then the miracles will flow. You know, the lame will walk, the blind will see, the captives will be set free. <clears throat> Giants will be slain. Mountains uh, will be moved. Addictions will be broken. Ex-church will be restored. Marriages would be healed. Families will come together. Heaven will open over His church. And we'll have an impact in this nation, in our community, and beyond our community. We need a move. I don't know how much longer we can go on without more Holy Spirit power in our midst. Uh, many of you come Sunday by Sunday with battles, with struggles, with addictions, with, with worthlessness, with low self-esteem, with, with sickness, with, with relationship issues, marriage issues. You come week by week by week. Friends, it's time that God broke through and moved in our midst and brought change and transformation like we've never seen before. I say, God, open the heavens wide. Pour out your spirit on your needy and broken church. Set the captives free. Answer the cries of our hearts. And guess what? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Come on, campuses, say it with me. It's going to happen. Say it again one more time. It's going to happen. We need a move. We need a move. The signature of Jesus, if I can find it in Acts somewhere, I know it's there. His signature is miracles. Acts 2, <clears throat> 22. Here we go. Men of Israel, men and women of Church Unlimited across all our campuses, hear these words. Are you listening? Jesus of Nazareth, our man from Calvary. It's where the price was paid, friends. Cross, an old rugged cross where a body was broken, pummeled and smashed, where blood flowed for you and me. Hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you, the signature of God, friends, here it is, 
miracles, wonders, and signs which God did through him in your midst as yourselves also know. The signature of God. The signature of God. He's wanting to write his signature on your life. What is his signature? He wants to write on your life. Signs, miracles, wonders. This is the God that we serve. The God of miracles. God of amazing power. He wants to write his signature across your life. So you can begin to say, I have the signature of God in my life. I've seen miracles. I've experienced wonders. I've had signs. I have. That's what I want you to be able to say. I have the signature of God. Isn't he awesome? Isn't he a wonderful God? He's amazing. Let's stand together, shall we? <clears throat> Campuses, we want to thank you for joining with us this morning. Trust you've been blessed and you've felt the presence of the great Holy Spirit. He's waiting in your wings, in the wings of your campus. and He's coming and he's coming in power and glory. So God bless you, love you all, hand you back to your campus pastor.